down now with Peter Schorsch is one of our our favorite friends from our other podcast endeavors, um, Gus Corbella, a lobbyist in Tallahassee, uh, a man of the world. Gus, it's so good to hear from you and to have you on this new pod. Thanks, Peter. Good to be with you uh, during these uh, very interesting times. <laughs> you, um, I, I, I said you're a man of the world, and it, you really are. You're, you're, you've got family from Spain. You follow global affairs. Um, you know, uh, when did this start getting real for you? When did you know that coronavirus was going to be, um, that it was going to be the generational event that it, that it has become? Well, um, obviously, I think it, it caught us all by surprise. Um, you know, you, uh, you try to keep up with world affairs, as you said, and, and watch the news uh, on a daily basis, follow it closely uh, via all the social media channels. Uh, uh, I, I guess when it first started getting real was seeing the effects, as you mentioned, in Spain and with my family there and them being, you know, ordered to shelter in place and, and just how, you know, the thing that was most surprising is just how quickly, obviously, this is all blossomed globally. Um, I can't recall any time in my life, uh, you know, short of 9-11, uh, when the world has come together uh, in the sense that we're all experiencing something at the same time. And for uh, the entire planet, really, to kind of be experiencing this very surreal kind of moment uh, uh, is, is just, it's hard to describe, as I'm sure everybody that uh, you've talked to and, and that is listening feels the same way. How is your family? Um, are is everyone healthy and doing okay? Yes, thank goodness. Uh, everybody, uh, both here in the U.S., my parents and uh, my family here, as well as everybody in Spain, is is all healthy and well, and hunkered down and and uh, you know hoping for the best. Obviously, uh, you know uh, I've made it a, a real big point to make sure that my parents, who are a little bit more uh, on the elderly scale of things, stay home and are entertained there, and that you know that I you know do their grocery shopping uh, and and uh, help them however I can so that they can stay put and not be exposed to anything. I obviously being older and more vulnerable. Can you explore? Can you give us a sense of you know Spain and Italy? The culture is so different. Um, the idea of social distancing. I mean, it's almost, it goes almost against the genetic DNA of our friends along the Mediterranean. Uh, is that, I mean, is that, I don't want to say is that part of the problem, but is, is that why Italy and Spain uh, are among the countries that have been most impacted? I think so. I mean, they're such open and, and uh, warm societies. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, when, when people greet each other, uh, in those countries, it's more than just a handshake. It's a kiss on both cheeks kind of thing. Uh, and I think that, you know, by the time that the seriousness of, of this virus uh, came about, uh, not enough had been done uh, uh, in those countries to, you know, shut down restaurants and bars and other areas of congregation. You know, a lot of life uh, in Europe is done outdoors. Um, a lot of socializing uh, is, is done in, in large crowds. And and in outdoor spaces. So, um, uh, you know, that's that's why it's so frightening to see the news of all these irresponsible young people out on beaches for spring break still and, 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 and kind of taking this so lightly. Uh, all they need to do is just look east uh, to Europe and, and see the, the, the major health crisis that they're <clears throat> under because they, uh, they failed to, uh, 
uh, kind of, you know, take this seriously very early on. Uh, Patty Mazze from the New York Times had an article yesterday talking about you've got just a really lethal combination in Florida. You've got all of these young people coming here for spring break into a population of elderly people. Um, and, you know, we're going to see we're going to see the, the result of this carelessness, this thoughtful thoughtlessness, I think, in a week or so. Um, you know, when I was driving around St. Petersburg last night, I had to go pick up food last night. I had to get out of the house. Our favorite restaurant was closing. Um, I didn't want to even leave the house, but I did go down to Cassis. But in doing so, I'm driving along St. Petersburg's, you know, beautiful waterfront. It is a beautiful spring day, and it was as packed with people as it is on any day, short of it being like there being a festival or a food fair or something like that. And I, I wanted to just roll down the window and scream at all of them, like, you know, uh, like Roy Scheider running onto the beach, get out of the water. And, I mean, there was a, there's a, um, there's a, like a, you know, like a big workout set, like, you know, like Venice Beach, the old concept that now is everywhere. And there must have been 30 or 40 people on here. And I'm like thinking, okay, from what we know, this virus lasts up to 72 hours on steel. Um, that it, it is really durable. And here you have people just coming around sweating and uh, using workout equipment, public workout equipment. And across the street from all of these people literally are the retirement, uh, upscale retirement condominiums. Um, the few, We don't have a lot of those in St. Petersburg compared to like South Florida, but we definitely have a, a couple mile stretch of them and that's where these are. And I'm just thinking, if these people here cross the street, they are going to wipe out 2,500 older members of the St. Petersburg community. If, if any of them just walk, uh, you know, through the, the, the uh, you know, across the street going home or something like that and touch any of the doors or anything. And I just, I couldn't believe how irresponsible um, people are right now. Well, I... I... I've always joked that millennials were going to be the death of us. I just didn't know how literal that was. Going to be. <laughs> you're 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 watching you're watching coronavirus, but as we speak, the budget uh, for the Florida legislature is being uh, voted on. Um, surreal times in Tallahassee, right? Yes, uh, obviously there were a, a number of members, uh, both in the House and Senate, that expressed great concern in having to congregate in the Capitol. Uh, uh, given everything that's going on. But then at the same time, you know, there was this difficulty and that there is no provision in the Constitution or within our state laws to allow for members to vote remotely on the one uh, piece of legislation that they are duty bound uh, by the Constitution to vote on every year. Uh, so, uh, yes, very surreal. Uh, but at the same time, I'm, I'm hopeful that the situation will allow the legislature to examine ways to uh, you know, we do telemedicine. Uh, maybe we can do televoting as well under these uh, very unique and, and, and dire circumstances. Obviously not something that will prevent legislators from constantly having to come to Tallahassee to do their job, but in unique circumstances like the ones we find each other under, maybe we can use technology as our, 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 our best tool. It, uh, I, somebody brought up the fact today, my God, think of what would be happening if the set of if the legislature was in its normal um, uh, time that it had been previous to passing the constitutional amendment and that it would be meeting right now it would be in the second week 
of session. Um, and I don't know, I guess they would have had to have suspended um, at this point if it was if it was an odd, odd number of years. So I guess there is some blessing in disguise here that the um, that that amendment passed last year. Um, I hate to bring it up also, but you know, you are my New York guy. You're the person I enjoy uh, talking to about our, our favorite city here. They are not doing well up there. I, I saw, you know, I saw that I think there were the number of cases spiked by as many as a thousand people, I think, overnight. Um, this is when this is Wednesday coming into Thursday. Um, I listened to Andrew Cuomo yesterday on the Daily Podcast, and he was he was not mincing words. I mean, he was. It, 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 I wish everybody was listening to him as opposed to some of the other politicians because he was very frank about how devastating um, this was going to be. Are you following what's happening in New York as much as you are back here? Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to. Obviously, that's a city that I have great, great love for and, and I miss very much. Uh, obviously, uh, plans to, to visit there uh, during this offseason have, have been postponed, along with a number of other travel plans. Um, but, you know, again, New York is a you know just the island of Manhattan. You have nearly nine million people living on that island. So you're seeing the effects of people not taking this seriously and not you know, sheltering in place. Uh, the, the only way, the only effective way that we know so far to stem this tide is for people not to interact with other people. And that's hard to do on, a, on an eight mile long island uh, with nine million people living on it. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, obviously, you know, um, shutting down of museums and, and Broadway and restaurants, uh, it's just this, this tsunami that's falling on, on economies locally that we're all going to be feeling not only in our own cities but nationally here so soon. Um, it's uh, that's that's what has worried me the most throughout this whole thing. I think, as far as infection rates and and, and other death rates and things that you see with this uh, virus, you know, it's it's not anything that should cause alarming panic in the sense of your own personal health, uh, particularly if you're a healthy person and you look after yourself and your family and friends. Uh, but the economic impact on this, when this all passes. You know, that, that will be a, a phoenix rising from the ashes kind of situation. There is, I mean, you know, the terrible thing I was thinking about on the, just like five minutes ago, and, and your thoughts do tend to, you know, they do, they do stray. You know, it's like you want to be optimistic all the time, but then you, 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 you think about, you know, I don't know, like you just, I was watching Breaking Bad last night, so of course I had uh, darker dreams that I would have <laughs> liked. Um, and then I was thinking today, I'm like, I wonder who the Bobby Axelrod is is going to be out of this situation. Um, because you know there is someone out there shorting something right now that we're not seeing um, that is going to collapse, that we don't want to collapse. Um, you know, maybe it's a, a major fund or something like that. Um, but there's a Bobby Axelrod out there. I mean, that is the... That is the beauty of the capitalism system is that it's a zero sum game. Um, and somebody out there, uh, I think is gonna make a, a ton of money. And I'll be, you know, I've been trying to tell my folks that work with me, I'm like, just get through the next two months. Yeah. Um, and we may be one of the few news organizations left standing around. I hate to say that, but you know, you look at what is happening uh, to the media in Florida when we need them the most. Um, 
when we need serious reporters. There's stuff that we can't do. Um, you know, we're a poli- we, we cover campaigns. And, and so now, you know, we can't we can't do some of the big investigative and enterprise stuff that the Miami Herald can do and things like that. And so it is it is scary out there. But I don't want to be scary the entire time. This pod is supposed to be somewhat positive um, <laughs> as we wrap it up over the next couple of minutes. You are you. I could probably get a, we could literally publish a, a blog, just an entire series of Gus Corbella's recommendations and probably not run out of smart recommendations from you but that being said give me two or three maybe four uh smart recommendations for people what they should be watching maybe doing maybe reading whatever you want to share with um this new audience we're trying to build here well i i i I am happy to be ending this obviously on an optimistic note i consider myself to be an eternal optimist uh, for better or for worse so uh, first stop watching breaking bad Don't do that, Peter. Don't do that. But no, uh, seriously, there, there are so many wonderful things that are happening at the same time that people are, are, are being asked to stay indoors and stay home. You know, museums and, and the Metropolitan Opera and, and symphonies and, uh, you know, a number of artists are doing live stream concerts every night. I know that NPR Music uh, has a great list that you should check out that is a daily calendar of artists that are performing uh, online every day and and. Uh, you know, culture and art have such a wonderful way to lift our, lift our spirits uh, during difficult times. So I encourage people not to allow, you know, fear of the unknown to seep into you. Uh, the, the, the worst thing you can allow is, is for you to, you know, close yourself in even more. Uh, if anything, open yourself up, uh, you know, reach out to friends, reach out to family, text, call them, FaceTime them. Do whatever you can to try to, you know, provide yourself, your children, uh, uh, your your work colleagues, some sense of sem- uh, some semblance of normalcy during this unique time. As far as recommendations, listen, I'm getting ready to finish up watching Mad Men, which I think is the greatest show <laughs> of all time on TV. I quote it extensively, uh, much more so now that I'm getting close to the end of, of all those episodes. So uh, check that out. The new season of Ugly Delicious on Netflix. Oh, uh, yeah. Chef Dave Chang has just been wonderful, I think, and uh, really kind of picking up the baton in a lot of ways from Anthony Bourdain's uh, travel and efforts. Uh, so check that out. Uh, for all friends out there that love wine and travel, there's a wonderful streaming service called SOM, S-O-M-M TV, like sommelier. Okay. Uh, that's been put together by uh, the folks that uh, made the SOM series which are three wonderful documentaries on, on wine and, and enjoying wine. So, uh, you know, put all those wonderful bottles that uh, you've stored for a, a special occasion to, to use and en- enjoy some wonderful wine. Uh, and I'll also just take this opportunity to say, having so many friends and, and particularly all of us in the lobbying corps that uh, rely on uh, friends that work in the hospitality industry, in bars and restaurants, yep. Yep. and in other places where we congregate after our normal work hours. Please take it upon yourself to reach out to them, see who's doing takeout, see who's doing drive through orders, see who's doing delivery. These people are really hurting very badly. Um, they, they are a, a cash-driven business. And when you shut down operations, when you go from 100 miles per hour during one of your busiest seasons to nothing, um, I just, you know, I, I have great uh, 
sympathy and empathy for, for all those friends. So whatever everybody that's listening can do to support those who are hurting the most now, uh, it takes no uh, big major effort. You put yourself at uh, very little risk by jumping in your car and driving to their um, uh, place of, of, uh, of work and, and picking up a meal for you and your family and your friends. Um, help them out as best as you can. Uh, fire up some great, you know, food and drink TV shows uh, on on Netflix or on your television, and 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 take this time to just get closer to those you love, and and travel virtually until we can all get back out there again. I will never take for granted the ability to, you know, be an hour and a half away from Disney, or I, you know, I used to lament. Oh, I can't believe I've got to I've got to fly for eight hours to uh, Barcelona. And <laughs> if there's anything in the world that I wish I could be doing right now, it would be to be taking my family um, traveling somewhere, whether it be across the strait or across the world. Um, and talking with you, Gus, I uh, I get a little sense of that again. So I appreciate you coming on today, and I look forward to talking to you again in the coming weeks. Likewise, my friend. Be well. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. You too. Take care.